The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. I want to go back uh, to the weekend and look at what happened with Villanova guard Justin Moore. He suffered a, a right lower leg injury in the final minute of Saturday's Elite Eight win over Houston. And I want to get into... Uh, Duke's uh, Mike Krzyzewski getting to the Final Four in his illustrious, incredible career. And also take a look at Memphis, their men's basketball program in all kinds of hot water with the NCAA. But let's start with Nova guard Justin Moore. So Jay Wright said that x-rays revealed no broken bones, but added that Moore's going to undergo more tests when uh, they get back to Philly. Uh, it's probably not good for Justin, Wright said. We're going to get an MRI when we get back, but it's probably not good, according to Wright. Moore slipped while driving to the lane with about a half a minute left in Saturday's game, and they had to help him off the court. He didn't have anything to do with the postgame celebrations that were going on with Nova getting to the Final Four. And his teammates uh, came to see him at the end of the bench after the final buzzer sounded. They uh, obviously felt terrible. It was horrific to see him go down. Moore went to the locker room on crutches during the trophy uh, celebration. And, uh, you know, Colin Gillespie said, quote, I've been in this position before. I know what it feels like. We don't know what the injury is yet. He still has to get checked. I don't ever want to see him by himself. He's done so much for his team. Always guards the best player, is one of our best offensive players, and will do anything for any one of our guys on either end of the floor. A lot of guys uh, ran right over to him because we're not in the position that we are without him. So we just wanted to go over to him and just appreciate what he does for us and know that we got his back. That was Colin Gillespie, the veteran star guard for Nova. Wildcat senior forward uh, Jermaine Samuels said he recollected the injury uh, to Gillespie's, who tore his ligament in his knee last March, if you remember, and came all the way back. Samuel said of Moore, I still don't know what's necessarily going on, but I knew something wasn't right. It kind of gave me a flashback to when the same thing happened to Colin, where it was like a numb kind of feeling. So Moore is 6'4". The junior had eight points, two boards, and 37 minutes against Houston. He ranks second on the team in points and assists and third in rebounds. He averages 14.8, 4.8 boards, 2.3 assists, and, you know, it, it looks like he's not going to be able to go in the, in the final four with that type of injury, right? So senior guard Caleb Daniels will get the burn. He'll step in to the lineup. Uh, he was their sixth man anyway. 
Daniels had 12 points in 35 minutes against the Houston Cougars. He averaged 10 during the season with 3.8 boards, and he shot 37.7% from three-point range. So it's not like Caleb Daniels can't fill it up. He's going to be able to go. He's going to be able to give him, I think, quality burn. Uh, it's great for him. He knows he can uh, dance, so he's going to go in there and, and play his game and do his thing. This is his opportunity. Uh, next man up, somebody's got to step in and get it done, right? The biggest problem will be uh, Villanova's bench now. It's depleted. They got Chris Archie Diacono and then Brian Antoine. Those guys will get more burn, more minutes. Archie Diacono has played six minutes in the last three games. He'll play way more. Antoine didn't play against Houston, but had eight minutes of action against Michigan and Ohio State. He's going to get action uh, in the Final Four in New Orleans. You can count on that. It's a bad injury uh, for Justin Moore. Obviously going to hurt Nova. It is amazing to me, though, how Villanova always seems to end up getting back to the Final Four. They won two titles. Uh, and now they're going for three in six years. That's crazy. The number two seeded Cats got out to an early lead over uh, the five seed Houston on Saturday. Never trailed and then pulled away to beat them 50 to 44. Nova shot terribly, though. 28.8% uh, from the field, 15 for 52. Making, uh, I guess, it, it the first team to win an Elite Eight game while shooting under 30% from the floor since UCLA in 1971 when they shot 29%. The Wildcats, 50 points, were also tied for the fewest ever in an Elite Eight win. Kelvin Sampson, the Houston coach, said, if you told me before the game that we're going to uh, hold them to 28% from the field, they're going to shoot 23% from three, and we were going to lose, I wouldn't believe you. Bottom line is the Cougars struggled from the field, shooting 29.8%, 17 for 57, god-awful. And he said, I knew it was going to take a good team to beat us, and a good team did. I thought that uh, those were two great cultures out there tonight. And, you know, Nova always finds a way, don't they? Jermaine Samuels led the way for the Cats with 16 and 10. Caleb Daniels, who I had mentioned, he had 12. Uh, Taze Moore uh, was the top scorer for Houston. He had 15 and 10. The shots weren't falling for Villanova on Saturday, but they took care of the ball, and they kept Houston off the boards, and they gave them nothing in transition the other way. So all that speed and defense that the Cougars played, the Nova Cats took that away from them and did that exactly to them that they were supposed to be doing uh, to Villanova, right? Like, so... Uh, they moved the ball effectively. They utilized everything, pivots, pump fakes, screening, uh, crashing the glass. They say Villanova is the joint best power conference team in the country at preventing sustained runs. Villanova has allowed 10-0 runs just six times the entire season. So I'm not really surprised to see Nova back in the Final Four. And then you get the other heavyweight, Duke, getting into it. Mike Krzyzewski, his 13th Final Four as they rolled Arkansas Saturday, 78-69. Krzyzewski, in his 47th and final season as head coach, uh, goes to the Final Four with a chance to retire as a champion. Duke just keeps getting better. Uh, before Duke beat Texas Tech and Arkansas in the city by the bay, uh, you know, everybody kept saying that they weren't that good. 
And they keep winning, though, and beating good teams to do it. Late in the season, you lose to North Carolina at the Cameron Indoor. That was embarrassing. And then Vatek in the ACC championship game, you get whacked. Everybody was doubting them and questioning them and giving them the business. But over the last couple of games, Duke has grown and they've gotten more potent. Uh, Banchero had 16 on Saturday. Keels had nine. Griffin, 18. Uh, Jeremy Roach had nine. Mark Williams, 12 and 12. The double-double in three blocks. Wendell Moore at 14. I mean, they got everybody producing now for the Blue Devils. The Blue Devils made 40% of their three-point attempts and eliminated a team that had eliminated Gonzaga, the top seed, in the NCAA tournament. Coach K made his first Final Four in 1986, became the first head coach in D1 history to reach the Final Four in five different decades. The 36 years between Coach K's first and last Final Four appearances are the most by any head coach since 1950. He's also the 10th coach to advance to the Final Four in his final season as a D1 head coach and first since North Carolina's Bill Guthridge in 2000. Now they have a chance to give him a sixth national championship at Duke going out the door. What a Hollywood ending. He won two national championships in the 90s. He won a title in 2001 by playing through Jay Williams and Shane Batty. He won a national championship in 2010 with sharpshooters like John Shire, who's going to be the next coach at Duke. And he got another ring in 2015 with Jahil Okafor and Tyus Jones. He just kept adapting. If he wins a sixth title, it would mean a 31-year gap between his first title in 91 and his last title. Of course, John Wooden won 10 rings in 12 seasons. With his win on Saturday, Coach K broke the tie he had with Wooden for the most final four appearances. I got to tell you, I hate Duke. I'm not a fan, uh, but I respect greatness and what Krzyzewski's been able to do over that long a stretch is truly remarkable. And I tip my hat to him. Uh, He's a brilliant coach. Now, how about Memphis? Are you kidding me? They're facing four level one and two level two NCAA violations stemming from an 18-month investigation into the Who program. Uh, They got a notice of allegations and an amended notice of allegations uh, and infractions case involving uh, Memphis center James Wiseman. Remember him playing for the Warriors now? That was the first case accepted uh, in the spring of 2020. Penny Hardaway is the only person named in the notice of allegations. It says Hardaway was involved in at least one of the level one violations and the two level two violations. The NCAA alleges Hardaway failed to demonstrate that he promoted an atmosphere of compliance within the men's basketball program. Wiseman was suspended 12 games in November of 2019 for two violations, his mother accepting 11,500 from Penny Hardaway, allegedly in the summer of 2017, and Wiseman playing in three games while he was ineligible. Memphis appealed, but they lost the appeal. Memphis reacted to the allegations. They said, quote, the case uh, presents alleged infractions involving the University of Memphis 
at, that are overcharged and combined with non-violations accusations involving a separate sport, football, that had not been charged, information UM self-reported, and pandemic-related events over which the parties had no control. The facts do not demonstrate a lack of institutional control, a failure to monitor, a failure to cooperate, or a lack of responsibility. Memphis said Wiseman had no knowledge of the payment which was used to cover moving expenses when Wiseman's family moved from Nashville to Memphis. I don't believe for one minute Wiseman didn't know what was going on with his family getting money. So now we know that Penny Hardaway and Memphis cheats in basketball. What a revelation. And we already knew LSU was cheating like crazy. Everybody's doing it, they just won't admit it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 